What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Busy Sticks. This is our annual most anticipated games of the year. So we're talking about some of the, our most anticipated between John and myself for 2023. If you didn't see last week's episode, uh, Tim joined us and we talked about our games of the year from 2022. So you can hear or watch that conversation unfold. And then this is a perfect part two to that episode. As always, I'm Josiah Leroy with me today. Mr. Baba Yaga. John, we never coordinate outfits. Oftentimes we end up wearing the same shirts because we buy the same clothes all the damn time. And I don't care. I love it. If I'm going to twin with someone, it'd be great to twin with you. So tonight, of course, we're in the middle of a Buffalo Sabres game going on. It's a late game. It's against St. Louis. I've got my Royal Kyle Oposo jersey on. You've got a beautiful goat head uh, Sabres black hoodie as well as a hat on for the listeners who are not able to see this, but always in sync. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm loving it, man. It's uh, I mean, there's like a, a sixty to eighty percent chance I'm wearing Sabres gear these days. I've been all in. I've been buying so much Sabres stuff. I got this hoodie for Christmas. Bought this hat on Ryan Miller night. Like I've been going all out with the Sabres stuff. So yeah, good, good stuff. That's a beautiful hat. It's just that that off white color. That it just it works so well. The only thing that would potentially look better, John, is no hat. I'm telling you, I'm gonna start the. <laughs> the john's lettuce train here because you have some some locks there the hair's getting long are not shown off enough I'm it's just it's it's long i yeah when i'm when i'm hanging out of the house i let it i let it flow a little bit but when i've got anything else going on i usually have a hat on it's just a lot to contain it just it, it does its own thing sometimes so i just I just lock it up I'm like uh like, what's that what's the is it rapunzel no not rapunzel yeah rapunzel i'm locking yeah, the hair up yeah. which i'm which very <laughs> very familiar with tangled oh, dude, um, oh what a good movie should... yes Honestly, though, yeah, you've you've got some locks there, and the, a lot of guys our age are either they're in a transition, right? They're either losing hair or trying to figure it out. Yours is, is looking good as ever, so going strong. I got the I got I got the I got the good genes. My dad, my dad's seventy four years old, and he's got a full head of hair. So I'm, I'm hopeful that it might might be uh, here for the long haul. I like that. That's good stuff, man. Well, of course, this is Busy Sticks, our all video game talk show. We are going to be talking about each. We'll give you our five top most anticipated games for 2023. I'm sure we'll have some overlap. Some on my list or lack thereof might surprise you. I can't wait to get into that discussion. Uh, We always talk about what's in our video game consoles. So what's in your system. But before we do that, of course, we also like beer on the show. So, John, what is about to be in your system? This one's this one's a little bittersweet. Uh, it's, it's a bit of an homage to a, a good season that fell fell a little short. Um, one of the worst football games I've ever seen. Period. Uh, also happened to be at that game, so it was equally equally disappointing. But I've got Pills Mafia. Uh, I've been going to a bunch of Bills games. Our good friend of the show, Aaron Weaver, has taken me to a bunch of games this year because he has season tickets. So he's been awesome enough to take me with him. And this has been my tailgate uh, beer of choice. So I've got a bunch of Pills Mafia sitting around. I would just show up with a case of that and whatever I got through, I got through. And obviously I have plenty left of it. Um, so Pills Mafia in honor of uh, of the fallen Buffalo Bills. Yeah, we'll drink to that for sure. And you know, a lot of people are losing their minds in Buffalo right now. And I got to say, what a fun year it was. Yeah, it sucks right now, but John, we got playoffs five out of six years now, and we went almost two decades without it in our lives. Like it, you and I were toddlers when the Super Bowl runs were happening. For sure, for sure. I'm I'm with you on 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 all angles there. Like it's it's tough. It's tough to you know to have gotten this close this many years in a row and not take that extra step. At the same time, I'll absolutely recognize that work needs to be done. You know, we've done this three years in a row. Like changes have to be made. We have to figure this out for sure. But I'm still having fun with the team. I'm not I'm not down on it, of course. I feel like 
how I look at Toronto Maple Leafs fans, not to make that comparison, but every it's year a good comparison. they say, blow it up. And then, no, I don't think you need to blow it up. I think you just need to make some changes. For sure. You tear through the regular season like a, a knife through butter. And then, you know, the playoffs happen and there's been varying degrees of success. So I believe, if you will, John, that's a great beer. I think that's one of my favorite Pilsners. Thin Man so just good. does it right. It's so good. It's, yeah, so it's a good. great value, too. You, you can short cans now, too. Yeah, that's what this is. This is one of the short cans. Um, consumers often has it on clearance. Like, if they've if they've been, like, holding on to a case of this for more than a few weeks, they put it on clearance for, like, thirteen ninety nine or whatever. I'm like, oh, absolutely. I'm scooping that up. It is a great deal. And even if you like the Tall Boys and you get a four-pack, those are typically only nine ninety nine. So you, you can get those however you want to do that. For me, I so I have not tried this yet. Um, this is a fifth frame Ooh. IPA. Uh, so turn down, turn down for what? Am I right? Um, I have I've not had this yet. I think I've only had sours by them, and they they do those very well. They've been so, they're they're good. They're all quality, but they they often use hops that I'm not a big fan of. Like there's all there's often like the the Motueka and the Nelson hops that I'm like not the biggest biggest fan of. I'm more of a citra person myself, so they they're out there with what they do. Um, always doing really interesting and quality stuff for sure. Yeah, I I don't know what's in this. It doesn't actually list it on the can, but regardless, I am excited. And what's my glass? Got the Goathead Buffalo Man. Nice. Cheers, buddy. I should have done that. I went with a uh, Geekiverse today. Cheers, indeed. Hey. Nothing wrong with that. Beautiful. That's good. That's smooth. Yeah. Damn. Almost a little little juice to it. It feels more like a West Coast IPA with just a touch of haze. Just okay. a little bit. I'll have to take note of that because so, you know that's that's my style right there. Give me those hoppy, a, hoppy IPAs. This is a good middle ground, I think. So um I had another question. Have you been keeping track of your list for beers you've had on this show? I haven't. I, so I, I, I haven't either. I no. feel better now. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've got. I have episode a, thirteen. Yeah, exactly. I'm right around there. Like the, the the low teens, I have a list, and I'm like, I'm like ninety seven percent sure that I haven't had Pills Mafia yet. So like, I'm just acting <laughs> like I did. I'm pretty sure I haven't done Pills Mafia. That's that's not one that I would have brought. Um, you know, I'm usually looking for more fun stuff than that. But obviously, the the time was right. So I think I'm good there. Yeah, but I, no, I, I got to get better. I'm debating if I want to go back because it won't really take that long to just write them down from the beginning of each episode. Yeah, it's um, quick. Because I like the idea of tracking it. I like the idea of being able to share it. And I like the idea of having a different one every time because I, don't, I, don't I have not had a repeat offender yet. Same. Yeah, as Either. long as I didn't do Pills Mafia, which I'm pretty confident I haven't. Yeah, same here. I've gone something new every every week. So yeah, I'll probably go back and take a look and see what I've had. There was that one episode that I was recovering from COVID and I had an energy drink instead. But hey, you didn't double <laughs> did up. You not, didn't double up. I did not double up. So, you know, it's it's still fair game. John, I've got an update. We've got our first game out of the year that was drafted by one of us from our Geekiverse Fantasy Draft on Fantasy Critic. Uh, this is my game. My team is Beers of the Kingdom, an homage to what we think might be a game of the year. I don't know, a little known game that you may have heard of called Legend of Zelda. Uh I drafted Fire Emblem Engage. The average critic score for this was 82.8. That results in a fantasy score of 12.8. All right. Points on the board. Start. Points on the board. You know, for your second I, overall I, pick. I wanted more. Yeah, I'm, that's that's where I'm at with it. Like it's it's respectable. It's a good score for you, but for the second overall pick, I'd be hoping for a solid mid 80s. I want that 85, 86, 87 out of my out of my number two pick. Yes. But you're never gonna win them all. I go back and look at some of the years that I've that I've won. It's like my my number one, at least my number two and three didn't perform the way I wanted to. But some of my picks throughout the year really carried me. So you never know. 
I was hoping for something, not going to lie, in the 87-88 range for this. And um, so while that may have been a bit of a disappointment, it, it's, you know, if you take away the fact that it was a second overall pick, good. But value for a second overall pick, probably not. Questionable. So, Got to hope to get some more see. value out of a later pick. Speaking of which, later this week, pick number two for me, or, or game number two that's coming out, rather, Dead Space remake. So, um that's three days away. I cannot wait to play that game. You mentioned pre-show that Isaac Clark is is going to be in Fortnite or is now. Uh, I'm not sure if it's out yet, but I saw yeah, I saw the on Twitter they they showed what the skin looks like and he's got like a hammer and stuff like that. Yeah, he's he's there. I love that so much. Like such a such a nice underrated character. Um, John, everyone's in Fortnite. I don't know if you know this, but you and I are scheduled to be in the game later in the year. It's yeah, crazy. The, the, the we never I never got the the final paperwork for all that commission money. We'll see. We'll see how it works. It's going to be so awesome. I can't even tell you. Your ex- so you have a Sabres jersey. You you have Thor's hammer and you have that lettuce flog. All of it. Oh it's my crazy. god. People that, think you're Thor. That's amazing. I could just I play as Thor and you never you never know. People know they will know the difference. They're going to be like <laughs> I want Bobby Yaga instead. Let me tell you. Uh. So, uh what's in your system? What have you been playing? Any anything changed from last week at all? Um Nothing has really changed, no. Uh, I've, I've been playing Mario Galaxy. I've been chipping away at that. That's been fun. I haven't been dedicating like a ton of time to it. Um, every day, I'll probably do like two or three stars. I'll just hop on. You know, I'm, I'm getting close to the end of the game. I have all of the all of the galaxies unlocked or all of the rooms unlocked, and each room has different galaxies in it. So I have all the rooms unlocked. Probably have like, a couple galaxies that are hidden or whatever, but I know I'm close. I'm, I'm close to having enough stars to power the generator and to face the final Bowser battle. I'm, I'm pretty close to that, but I've just been enjoying going through and getting every star for every uh, every galaxy. Game's a blast. I love 3D Mario. It is such a comfort food game for me, like all 3D Mario games are. They're just so fun. The music is just like so relaxing, and the gameplay is just so... It, it's, you know, it's, it's just what I want to sit down and turn my brain off and just have a good time. Um, but, dude... I'm a broken record. I've been all in these last couple of days on Marvel Snap. I've been playing so much Marvel Snap. Like when I say that I'm playing a mobile game, people probably picture like, oh, this passive experience. No, I'm sitting down and like sitting down and having game play sessions of Marvel Snap. I'm pulling up on Steam on my computer. I'm hanging out with a beer and I'm playing Marvel Snap for like two and a half hours and I'm doing nothing else. I'm not checking my phone in between. I'm not on Twitter. Like I'm playing Marvel Snap. Um, the game just gets better and better. Uh, I just unlocked Thanos, which is like a really, really interesting card to play. Like you can, it's almost like if you're if you ever were familiar with Yu-Gi-Oh at all, you 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 collect like the five uh, the five Exodia pieces or whatever. You basically win the game. Thanos is kind of like that with the infin- with the Infinity Stones. You you get all the Infinity Stones. Fun stuff happens, and it's been a blast learning that deck. So that's what I've been up to. Oh, man, Tim downloaded it, and I know he's going to take the dive into that. I've been delaying it just because I know I, I it will be a time sink for me, which is not a bad thing. But when I'm struggling to focus on other games I'm playing, that's 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 not what I want to do. So for sure. that will come at some point. The good thing about it for me is that it's replaced a lot of social media. Like I am scrolling mm-hmm. less on social media. Yeah. I'm just going and play. I'm playing Marvel Snap instead. Instead of just you know wasting hours on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. I don't remember the last time I even opened Instagram these days. These days, um, I'm playing Marvel Snap instead of doing that. You know, shut off the brain stuff. You know, scrolling, doom scrolling, and wasting my my brain power. So that's that's been my replacement, which has been good. Dude, I gotta say, there's something to be said for that. With um, probably the last two years, I am very sporadic on Instagram. 
I actually don't keep the apps on my phone unless I'm going to use them and post something. So like Instagram's not been on my phone. Twitter has not been there. Um, Facebook has been the one where I download it when we go to record or stream live because that's where I'm, I'm posting stuff. We're getting involved with the community. Uh, but that, other than that, um, I've kind of kept away from it. And I got to say, I do the same thing. I've stopped from some of that senseless scrolling. Sometimes you stay away from more of the garbage you see on there too. And then I'll, I'll say this, like whether it's video game time or even other stuff I'd rather invest my time in, like reading about hockey or reading about video games, like on the IGN app, I spend my time more wisely on the phone than I would otherwise. So there, there is something to be said for that discipline, I'll say. Yeah, for sure. It's refreshing to realize that you've gone a whole day and not really spent much time on social media. It's it definitely healthy. For me, uh, I have not had a ton of game time in the last week. The only thing I have put any time into minus playing games with Daisy would be Gotham Knights. I know I was very down on it last episode. It's definitely a disappointing release. I will say after throwing probably a, an hour and a half, maybe two hours into it, I, I'm starting to get a little bit more into it. I'm seeing what they call back, even though this wasn't Rocksteady who who created this game. I'm seeing a little bit more of what made Arkham special, even what made Arkham Origins a relative success. They developed that game. So um, the story's okay, but some big names, as always, in the Batman universe are popping up, and I'm it's kind of hooking me a little. So for a game that we probably see has an average score of about a 6 or a 7 out of 10 at best, I am enjoying my time with it. And like I mentioned last episode, it is Batman. So I'm going to play it no matter what. And it's set in that universe. So, you know, give me more like it, just more quality releases like it in the future. But um, a good value pickup if you can get it for 20 or $30, I think. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that it struck a chord with you. And at least for that value pickup, like having those expectations yeah. set going in, like, all right, this is not a, this is not a game that's going to blow me away. It's not an eight or nine or even 10 out of 10, but it's just something that I enjoy this world and I'm just going to get some fun with. I'm glad you're having that experience because I was worried about you. I was worried about that <laughs> game and you. I'll tell you a game I'm really worried about and it's on my list today. But we'll we'll get to that in, oh boy. in a few minutes here. Let's segue our top, our most anticipated games of 2023. Thanks so much if you're joining us Wait, live Joe. at Twitch. Sorry. I had I had a show and tell. I got to show the show and tell. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You're right. Go ahead. I, and I got to do this one because it's a part two of something that was maybe one of the first things we did on this show. So if you if you were early watcher and you saw the, uh, so it, it's the Lego NES. So I built the Lego NES. Me and my wife sat down. We made that. I showed off the console. If you, I think that's probably episode one, two, or three. Go find it. We finally, when we had the snowstorm and the power went out, we finally sat down and finished the second part of that Lego set, which is the TV. Got to be really careful because if I drop this thing, I'm, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> I'm going to be really upset. Uh, Hold on. I'm going to spin okay. it around. Take your time. I'm going to leave the Load stand. Steady. I'm going to leave the stand over there because the stand is not stand is not connected for some reason. But here it is. Look at this thing. Dude, that's Are beautiful. You, so let's try to do this. Let's try to. Oh, never mind. Oh, my gosh. I thought you were going to do something and it was just going to crumble there. No, I'm okay. being very careful. But so I'll explain it. I won't do it. There's a crank on the side. See that little crank there? If I yep. crank this thing, this, the, the level actually moves, and Mario jumps through the level. Oh so it, so all of this blue that you see is a big belt, and that, that belt cycles through, and Mario jumps through the level. It's so cool. The detail, like all of the, all the knobs and stuff like that, like you can, you can hear this. 
<laughs> it's so so detailed and so so cool uh we had a blast making it and i just can't believe the detail that lego puts into the stuff but yeah real cool dude it's incredible the stuff that lego puts out these days like every property is fair game and the detail that goes into it the fun that goes into it there's something for everyone that's I just... something that i have like an itch for that I, I said it to to lauren the other day i'm like i think i need to buy a set and just buy, sit at dude. the table and do it it is it's just mind-blowing the engineering that goes into it like i don't even know how to describe it like you're building this stuff and you're like what am i building then all of a sudden you realize like oh my god this is a mechanism that's going to control something that's like three structures down the line and it's just like a crank i don't know it's, it's bizarre like the the engineers that work at lego and make this stuff work is, are, are phenomenal especially this this uh this set that has so many moving pieces and it's so intricate can't believe it when i was a kid i, I played with legos but i never actually did the sets i would just buy the big buckets of lego and make my own stuff right this is really the first lego set i've done outside of like little small stuff like i have like a bb8 and things like that but this is the first like thousand plus piece i think this was maybe seven thousand pieces or something like that so it was thousands of pieces that you know wow. me and my wife sat down and made and like it, it was a blast i highly recommend it it's fun fun time i want to do it for a number of reasons like there's so many awesome star wars sets out now that are so detailed and so cool but like to me it just sounds relaxing like we've got a high top table it's where we recorded last episode of the geekiverse podcast i would love to just sit in there put a savers game on in the background grab a beer and just take my time and go to town like so there's relaxing. something methodical there that feels like a real nice stress release it absolutely is that so thank you for reminding me john i know i jumped the gun there uh thank you to the the watchers if you are watching live at twitch.tv slash the geekiverse or on facebook or youtube you can watch every episode that we record on the geekiverse channel at youtube.com slash the geekiverse you can also listen on just about any podcast service that you can imagine on podcast services around the globe we appreciate you being here get involved in the chat if you have a list of games that you are most excited for in 2023 John, why don't you kick us off? We're going to kind of stick to the same format. We'll go five, four, three, two, one. We'll do it by round. So if there's a game where we overlap, we'll we'll just both talk about it. But okay. num- number number five on your list, what do you got here? I have had the number five slot on my list blank all day. I've just been sitting here trying to figure out what to put at five. I've got four games that are kind of no-brainers for me. We'll get to them, and I'm sure there's a couple of things, like you said, that we overlap on. Five's been tough for me, so I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot with the two I've been I've been between, but I'll ultimately land on one. The one that I'm gonna say is a runner-up is gonna be Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars will be the runner-up because I don't know much about it. Um, it's it's the it's developed by the people that made. Um, uh, the messenger and it's their next game and that's all we know so far so i mean like there's like a little trailer out that's just like kind of like shows you the art style and the music and things like that all i know is i want to play more games from them that that game was so much fun i had an absolute blast with that our good friend tim talbot has just started playing it i'm so excited for him because that is the most tim talbot ass game that exists it's a 2d platformer with like it starts off 8-bit inspired and then all of a sudden there's like a twist tim i hope you're not watching spoilers but there's a twist in the middle where the game just becomes 16-bit out of nowhere and all, all sorts of really cool stuff happens. Uh, so that's that that's my runner-up. The one that I'll actually list as my number five most anticipated game, I'm going to go with Starfield. I think that... What? Yeah, I think I'm going to... I'm sick? I'm Are so... Yeah, all of my all of my you know jokes about Starfield have mostly been about the release date and about the fact that I didn't think the game was coming out last year. I knew it wasn't coming out last year, especially the year before. I think in 2021 we were having conversations about Starfield and if it would hit that year. Um, I'm so curious about this game. They're... 
there there's something to the Bethesda formula that I know is for me. Uh, Fallout Four is a good a good example. Um, that game came out and like the, the world was so much fun and I just enjoyed really exploring it. I I, I fell in love with a with a Bethesda Softworks game, something I didn't really think was possible because I've tried Skyrim, I've tried other Elder Scrolls games, tried Fallout New Vegas and three and like I had my fair share of hours of fun with it, but it never clicked for me. Fallout Four clicked for me, so. Now we're talking about space. Space is that's that's my thing. I, I do love me some space. I had a blast with No Man's Sky, um, which you know was an interesting game at launch, but it came a long way. I see some elements, you know, of of No Man's Sky in this game, and again, they've been working on this game forever. And it's almost like so much of it is like the morbid curiosity too. It's like how much have they learned since their last release, Fallout seventy six, or their last proper release, which I would say is Fallout four, right? Like, well, how how much has Bethesda evolved as a studio? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm that anticipation means a lot of things, right? Like, I am very excited about the mm-hmm. game, but I'm it, it's highly anticipated for a number of reasons. I think uh, I think that's a a lock as my number five. I cannot tell if I'm going to play this. I don't think I'm going to, but I need to see when we get closer what the reviews look like. Now, again, this is going to be a Game Pass game, so it's very accessible. You don't have to go buy the game; just buy a month of Game Pass, you're good to go. Uh, that being said. We are going to see more on this soon. Microsoft teased that it will get a dedicated um, kind of ver- their version of State yeah. of Play, uh, Xbox Game Showcase, right? So more to follow on that. I imagine that's happening in the next month or two, but I, I would like to see what that looks like. These huge games from Bethesda, that they're RPGs. I respect them. They're typically not for me. I'm with you. Uh, Skyrim just never struck a chord. Uh, Fallout 4, I actually enjoyed a fair amount. Uh, but I didn't really, I didn't play it the right way. I, I knew I wasn't going to. I kind of just breezed through the story, leveled up where I had to, and that was it. Like, that's not like a universe where I just want to go get lost in it for two or 300 hours. So, again, I respect that if that's what you're into, but Starfield just screams that with me again because they, you know, they're calling it Skyrim in space. Space is great. I love sci fi, right? Like, that. that's kind of stuff we're into whether it's star wars mass effect for me that was a huge series in my my gaming history um i'm 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 optimistic i like what you said though anticipation can mean a lot of things so not on my list i have two honorable mentions that i am not going to reveal until we get through uh each of our lists because uh, i don't want to give it away so fair enough fair enough uh, starfield's not on my list but number five I struggled with swapping four and five here, and this is how I ultimately landed. So you could toss a coin. It's really 4B, but uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. That is coming out in just a few months here. They have been killing it at Capcom with these Resident Evil remakes, bringing it to a new generation of people who didn't play the original games, while also bringing those to people who did play the games. So it's it's this perfect marriage where they're just universally well-received so far. Two set the it set the tone the standard for what these remakes should look like and how many horror games are we getting remade here you know we're talking about dead state dead space in a few days we just had callisto protocol uh, uh about a month ago we, silent hill 2 is on the way it's kind of this renaissance in in that genre and it's a beautiful thing to see uh resident evil 4 it's funny because so many people say that first game really truly holds up and i respect that but i know i'm never gonna go back and and play that I was waiting for this game to be announced. And as soon as it was, 
that's when the Jets turned on for me. So that is a game I cannot wait to go through. That is a day one for me. Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake were not. They were kind of, hey, let's wait till Christmas and get a deal on them. This one I'm not waiting on. So very excited to get my hands on that and experience what some people consider to be the greatest video game of all time. Uh, In a remake form, seeing what they did again with 2 and 3, I have nothing but faith that this is going to be awesome. Okay, I love it. Uh, it didn't make my list. I thought about it a lot. It's something I'm excited for, for sure. Um, but it's just not something that I'm counting down the days for. I really enjoyed uh, RE2 Remake. I never gave 3 a chance. It just never happened. Um, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm like more than halfway done with RE7. I just kind of fell off of that. I enjoy the, the new Resident Evil games and the remakes of the old ones that we've gotten. I know that. I know it's something that I dig. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to play it for sure when it comes out and I, and I can't wait to see what all the hype's about. Just like you said, it's, it's nothing I would have ever gone back and played, but I am excited to see what it's all about and, and hop in on the hype. Um, but alas, not on my list, but my number four is Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I, I, there's, you know, it's, it's something that I've always enjoyed. I've read the books as a kid. I watched the movies. I still watch the movies all the time. I uh, had a blast going to all of the Harry Potter stuff in Universal, uh, in Orlando this summer. Like, one of the most immersive things other than, uh, Galaxy's Edge that I've ever experienced. Like, Diagon Alley, the wand shop, the butter beer. Like, oh, Harry Potter and, like, the world of Harry Potter is so, so cool. It's very cozy to me. I really, like, I watch the Harry Potter movies, like, around the holidays. That's, that's when I really get in the mood for those when i feel when i feel cozy um so yeah you're telling me we've got a we've got a harry potter open world rpg at at hogwarts like all the stuff i'm seeing is pretty pretty cool man like it i'm a little worried that it's going to be too much of an rpg for me like it might be like you and i kind of on the same page there it's like we really like that narrative stuff that linear narrative like i'm here for an experience like i want a golden path like obviously we have our exceptions we we have our horizons and even like our god of wars and stuff like that but you know, for the most part, we enjoy that linear narrative experience. Doesn't seem like Hogwarts Legacy is going to be much of that. I'm sure there's a narrative. I'm sure there's a campaign and everything like that. But it seems like there's a lot of options, lots of stuff to do. You've got your room that you can create. You've got your uh, your room of requirement that you, should, you can customize. You've got your fantastic beasts that you can have in this little you know corridor. You pick your broom. You have, you have all you have. I think relationships with different school members like. There's, it seems like it's in depth, um, but I'm excited because like I I love that Harry Potter world, so I'm, I'm I'm hoping I can get lost in this. It does seem to be a Harry Potter fan's dream come true to be able to play in that playground is is special, and I hope that they execute on it. I don't know where we're going with it. I don't feel like we have a firm grasp on on what is this going to look like when it releases in just a few weeks, right? We're, we're talking three weeks away, just about. Yeah, so it's close. It's we, close. We know so much about the, the stuff you can do. I just don't know about like, what's the substance of the game? Like, well, how, like what's the story structure? Like what is the narrative? I don't even know. I, I've, I'm not going to say I've seen media blackout on it, but like everything I've seen has kind of just come my way in social feeds. I haven't gone in and watched these in depth, like, you know, debuts and, you know, reveals and stuff like that. So I have no idea what the narrative even is, or, you know, if they're even pitching it to be like a, you know, I'm sure there's a narrative. I don't know, but a lot to a lot to be seen for sure. But nevertheless, I'm excited to play it. This game will sell well, regardless. Uh, I'm very curious to see how it scores. Uh, it's a game I want to do well. It's a game I can even see myself getting into. I've not been the biggest Harry Potter fan in my life, and it's not because I dislike it. I just I never got into it as much as most people I feel like my age or our age did. Um, so I like it, and it's one where despite the the 
what it sounds like the size of the in the scope of the game is going to be, I I could see myself playing it. Um, probably not at launch, just with everything that I've got on my list coming on here. But um, all right, so so for that's not on my list. But uh, John's got two meaty open world IPs there coming out. So what do I got for my first two games? I've got two horror remakes. Number four for me, Dead Space. Uh, three days away at, at time of recording. I love the original Dead Space. I cannot tell you. Did not play it at launch. Worked at GameStop about three or four years after it came out. And this was a game where I started cleaning up my backlog almost. Like these games that I should have played as a gamer, but I didn't. Mass Effect was on there. Played through the trilogy. Played through the Bioshock games. Uh, There were only two at the time. Dead Space. That was it. I played one and two because those were the two games out at the time. That first one is just a classic. Like it is up there, I think, with one of the greatest horror games of all time. It nails atmosphere. It nails gunplay. It has the perfect balance with... I, I talk about this with The Last of Us a lot, how there's just the right amount of looting and ammo. I think Dead Space does that in a different way, but equally well. And it's a story that it might as well be called dread space. Like dread is the word that comes to mind for me with how they set the atmosphere. And it's just very special. And and two was also a great game. I'm sure we'll get two remake at some point. Three kind of fell off what made the first two special. Oh, you know, it was still a quality game, but not like these two were, were thought about. So what I've read from this and I told John pre-show, I'm really starting to get hyped for this. And that excites me because sometimes like there's a game that's coming out that I've thought about for a while and it doesn't really hit me until I get it. But I am starting to feel really excited for this. Like I want to kick off 2023 with a blast and everything I've read is that it honors the original very well, but makes tweaks only where it truly improves the game. What, what a perfect formula, right? I think we're seeing that with like the last of us show on HBO. It's very true to the source material, but it, it makes changes that are meaningful, impactful, and make sense on a quality level. So for this, for example, Isaac Clark, he doesn't have a voice in the first one. He doesn't talk. I, I kind of like the idea of that. That added to the atmosphere. However, he talks in this one as he did in Dead Space 2. They took a lot of what made sense in that game from quality of life improvements and put it here from everything I'm reading for coverage for the game. So I'm curious to see how that works. So if you like the original game, it sounds like this is a no-brainer and one that you want to step into. Uh, so that's that's what I've got. Number four on my list, Dead Space Remake. Cool. Yeah, like we talked off air, that's one that I am not that hyped on just because i didn't play the original dead space and i don't know much about it like i know i knew it was big back in the you know those 360 days and it was a huge huge game i just missed it so i have no nostalgia for it um, i'm hoping it's that one that comes out and it just like just knocks me off my feet and i just didn't expect to love it like i love it because i know you know i like my horror games i like like a lot of the same stuff you do so i'm, I'm probably gonna pick it up friday and give it a shot and maybe we'll have something nice to talk about next week for sure um, yeah my my top three man like i i could close my eyes reorganize them and like i might not even remember what i what I, how i set them <laughs> you know like it's it's just so it, it, they're so they're so good they're they're gonna be so good i'm so excited for them if if i could jump in real quick looking at my top three and what what i believe your some organization of your top three to be i'm i'm 99 confident we don't have overlap with one game which I thought our list, yeah, I think last year our lists were very close, 
this year not so much and i kind of like the variation yeah it's anyway. cool yeah this, this is this is not a uh this is not a uh top five of 2022 situation where you're going to be surprised by what's not on my <laughs> list with uh with horizon forbidden west um but no the, my number three and you might be surprised the way I have these ordered, though, is uh, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I have oh, that. I am a little surprised. I have Look that. At that. You got I have, me good. Yeah. But, of course, <laughs> you could have guessed that's in my top three. But is my, that is my number three. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for it. The Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Breath of the Wild and The Last of Us are just A and B, like 1A, 1B, like my two favorite games of all time. Um, so to get that sequel, man, like, yeah, of course I'm excited. Like, it's, it's one of those things where it's I'm a little – far away from my last breath of the wild not even play through because i only played through it once but i've gone back and just like explored that world and spent hours and hours in my save and like had had a blast but i'm so far away from the last time i've even even done that that some of my hype is just not where i know it could be so that's kind of where that's that reflects the the ordering of this list at the moment but as we get closer i'm sure that 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 hype is gonna be you know just crazier and crazier um so yeah tears of the kingdom what more can you say breath of the wild direct sequel like oh give me it give me it now Three giant open world games right there for John Fick. Look at that. So, um, oh, okay. I'll, I'll reserve some thoughts. What I will say is that we've talked about this game forever. We got the reveal quite a while ago in terms of, hey, we're making this game. And it's nice to see it kind of uh, finally come to fruition here. This is the rare direct sequel in the Zelda franchise. It's uh, what feels like a rare sequel that happens in the same generation as well. And I think kudos to them for capitalizing on a very special game like Breath of the Wild in making this happen before we see some sort of new generation from Nintendo, whether that's an eventual switch 2.0 or whatever they call their next console this is this is the way to go and i'm very excited to play that on my oled when that does drop yes it's gonna be pretty gonna look good gonna look good only as good as a game can look on, on switch hardware but it's gonna look pretty good i think it's gonna look pretty good man it's gonna look, yeah think- the, the art style to what they did with the the breath of the wild like lends itself well to not needing that much power that that cell shaded animation I'll tell you, Breath of the Wild chugged a lot when it first came out, especially in certain places. Like the there's like a forest you used to walk through that would be like two frames per second. They did fix a lot of that stuff with updates. Like they, they you know they, they ironed some bugs out. But um, man, different different conversation for a different day. But the Switch is starting to show its age. Man, even even my PC is three frames per second. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Not the one Tim gave me. The one Tim gave me is awesome. But my old laptop. All right, so number three for me where the fork in the road is i made this list a few weeks ago when we were talking about doing the show and i stand by it i'm not going to change it though i have some concern with a recent leak uh suicide squad killed the justice league you know my love for the batman arkham games and rocksteady i've been screaming about it for roughly seven years now this is year eight here we go we're finally hopefully getting this game even though i don't think it's happening in may and i can't wait for pizza regardless of who buys it no chance <laughs> uh, i hey i hope you're right i really do it's a win-win for you game. so yeah it's a win-win it, for it you. is a win-win <laughs> so right my our bet our pizza bet is that uh so this is scheduled to come out may 26th and i said it will come out may 27th or later basically so as long as john is right and it comes out on time i buy him a pizza if if i'm wrong you know vice versa here and uh, we get to enjoy it together so 
Suicide Squad killed the Justice League recently. Why, why am I skeptical on this? If you haven't seen, there's a screenshot out there that talks about this game being a little bit like a... I don't know. A good comparison is maybe Marvel's Avengers that just got delisted. <laughs> like won't exist anymore. That hurts, man. Like so I don't like the idea of that direction for this franchise for a game that Rocksteady is making. However, that it is Rocksteady at the helm, even though they don't have the final publishing power, let's say. I feel like they're going to do the right thing. So I have been a big defender of Marvel's Avengers single player campaign. I think that's a very quality single player campaign with a good story and pretty solid mechanics between all the Avengers you get to play as. Once you step outside that world and you get into multiplayer, that's where it falls apart, where you have to level up. There's uh, seemingly meaningless uh, side content, stuff that's just rather uninteresting. You have to grind a lot to get where you want to go. That game is basically going away. They're going to stop working on it. It's and that's a shame. Yeah, the, the the thing that scares me is when you say that it's it, it's Rocksteady. I, I trust them, man. When I heard Avengers and I heard Games as a Service, I'm like, it's Crystal Dynamic. It's like they they make single player games. They they know totally. like I trust them. For I sure. trust that they're not going to overdo this, and that I th- and I trust that the balance is going to be there, and we're going to get. So that that's the only thing that concerns me. Like obviously we know that publishers have, like you just said, they have that final say. They've got a lot of pull in the way things go. So I think I'm still with you though, where I'm I'm more optimistic than maybe I should be. I don't know. I was close. I'm still debating, counterpicking it on Fantasy Critic. Once we yeah. once that screenshot came out, I started considering whether or not I should I should use a, a counter pick on it. So, uh, Avengers, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was probably roughly the seven and a half to eight overall region. Out of, you know, if you're scoring on a ten point basis, there, it was a fine game, and I hate that it got dragged down by. It's a 60, 67, 67, 67. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It, it's tough. Cause it was a fine game. I, I would say that it's probably like that. If you just take that single player, you take that, like just, you know, shave off the multiplayer stuff. Sure. That's probably like a 7.5, maybe like almost an eight out of 10. That might be a bit of a stretch. 7.5 probably seems right. Um, but, but, but that all of that development time and all of that multiplayer, you know, all the focus there that goes into the package. Like they're like, you have to, you can't help but think like, man, this could have been so much more if it wasn't for all the focus there. Like there could have been so much more polish. The characters could have been, could have been a longer story. There could have been more side missions. Like it could have been just a more polished and complete experience on the single player front. If they didn't have to shoe in shoehorn in all of that multiplayer stuff. Dude, even the DLC stuff like that could have been that I would have actually happily paid for. You could have had, a Black Panther side story that was meaningful or even the exclusive Spider-Man stuff, which, Hey, we know Insomniac has, they've got the keys to Spider-Man and they're the ones that do it right. But I still would have played that. Like I pre-ordered this on PlayStation when that was announced. I was an Xbox guy at that point. All my, my third party games that you could play on any system. I was getting on my Xbox one. That was the point where I started pre-ordering on PS4. Cause I was like, I'm kind of shifting over here. So you're right. You're so spot on with Crystal Dynamics. They killed it with those Tomb Raider games. And then they get to this, and I think they killed it with the single player. I think of if, if you chop away all the multiplayer, this is very comparable of an experience to Guardians of the Galaxy from 
two years ago now. I the way I felt about that game is very similar, but they got it. They understood that it needed to be a single player game. And I think there was a, a lot of that flavor with Avengers. I, so I, I think that's a great analogy because I think that Guardians was like, what what if Avengers was perfect? And not like perfect like 10 out of 10, but like perfect execution as to what it could have been. That's what Guardians was. It was a longer story. It was a more interesting story. It was mm-hmm. better gameplay. It was better everything. Better everything. Just like a perfectly polished AAA single player experience. And that's what Avengers could have been. It was a blown opportunity for sure. I don't want to see a game or a studio fail in a lot of cases, but I got to say, I'm a little happy that it was received how it was because this should be a lesson moving forward because that game lost a lot of money for reports. So I hope, I hope that WB is paying attention at least a little bit, even though we're only a few months away from release after my gosh, Arkham Knight came out in 2015. So I've got faith that the single player story is going to look good. It's going to play well. It's going to be a good story. I hope they allocated the right amount of time and resources to it. That could be a bust. That could be a great game. Here's, I think there's not going to be any in between. Here's the, yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah, boomer bust for sure. Here's the dream. Maybe that screenshot we saw with all the different characters and their different levels and stuff like that. Maybe that's all single player. Maybe you can just choose and swap out your, you know, your, your suicide squad member. Maybe you can just do whatever you want. You can level up Harley Quinn. If you want, you can level up the shark guy, whatever his name is, killer shark. Like you can just pick, you can run with it. Like that would be the dream, right? If that was the way it oh, was. Yeah. <sighs> Like then, Dude, like I'm, I'm, I'm excited I, for this game. I am excited for this game. After Gotham Knights and what I saw with that game, it just felt very soulless. Very, we own the the most amazing superhero IPs out there that are not Marvel. Here you go. Just you're gonna like the game just because it's kind of like the Arkham games, but not nearly as polished from games that came out 15 years ago. My worry is that some of that ekes into this, even though it's a different studio. Regardless. It's a rock steady game. I'm playing it day one, even if this probably doesn't score so well. This is the one where I'm like, I almost don't want to see what the launch looks like. But I like your optimism. I hope that we're all wrong and that screenshot had nothing to do with it. And uh, time will tell. So I'm with you, brother. I'm uh, with you. You know, it'll it'll be out within the next eight to nine months. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, John, can't, can't here wait for we go. Pizza. Two, All right, two, I, two and one on the list here. I, I'm very curious. I could see you going either way here. I'm pretty confident. I know what's happening, but deliver it to us. What's your second most anticipated game of 2023? Yeah, we, we've got to be pretty confident here that we have the same number one and two here. Um, I, I would bet, I would bet that we have them flipped. So okay. my number two, I have Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So I like. Again, we're talking 1A, 1B. Like, I can't yep, wait for, sure. for that game. Like, if you were to tell me that I would have that ahead of Zelda, like, a year ago or two years ago when I was, you know, off the high of Zelda and how hyped I was about that game, um, man, I can't wait. Like, Star Wars, there's just something special about it these days. Like, all the stuff, especially since, you know, the, the trilogy, the new trilogy came out. Like, everything else has been so, so cool, so interesting. Um, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was, like, cream of the crop for us. Um, so yeah, of course, the sequel to that game's coming out, man. Like I can't, I can't wait to get back into Cal Kestis's shoes and you know hopefully see my boy Greasy Money. Like I can't, I just can't wait, <laughs> dude. Geekiverse Game of the Year 2019. I love that game so much. And what's great is it felt like a really good game that happened to be a Star Wars game and not the other way around, which is often the case with these big IPs. Uh, John nailed it. I love how they've rolled out news on this game 
We don't know a ton about it. We know a little about it. Yeah. We've seen the they Game Awards trailer. It, it, it's exactly right. They're doing it so right, and I love it because it's really scratching that itch where I'm holding my breath saying, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this game to come out. Oh my gosh, it's only two months away. Uh, two months from today, I think? Is or it the 24th? I, so, I might have this the close. It, It's like... Yeah, they, they know for a fact they're going to sell a copy of this game to every single person that bought Fallen Order. Nobody was disappointed by Fallen Order in a sense that like they don't want to see what comes next in the story. Plus the fact that it's on a new console and it's just Star Wars. Like they don't need it. They don't need to do anything. They need to just show us that logo, that splash screen, and it's done. We're good. We're, we're I'm in. You know what's funny? Like thinking back, we wanted news on Jedi Fallen Order for the longest time. We got that real interesting reveal from Vince Sampanella at the EA showcase where the, everyone's like, is he high? What's going on? He's like, there's going to be lightsabers. Like, <laughs> and then we didn't see anything on it for a long time. And then eventually news started trickling out. I remember Brian Altano of IGN saying this game is not what you think it is because we all kind of assumed it was like this uncharted adventure game, which would have been awesome. But he was like, oh, no. There's open world exploration in it. There is the option. Metroidvania uh, to, elements. Yes. Like it, it is a linear story, but you can color in the lines a little bit. There are outside the lines, I should say. And he mentioned the, the souls like aspects It's not a very difficult game, but it's got those elements in it. And when that came out, that gave me a lot of faith because Brian Altano is a massive Star Wars fan and he's not afraid to tell you if something Star Wars sucks in his opinion. He was all about this game. He's like, this is something I'm going to 100% when it comes out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the same way. So we got that closer to release. We're two months away from Jedi Survivor and I feel like we have even less information, but I don't need anything more. I could see nothing else on this game and be so stoked to play it day one. Like For I'm sure. dropping whatever I'm doing to make sure I play this game and try to beat it as soon as possible. You, you yeah. said it, man. Like this is a great, great game on its own. I'm talking, of course, about Fallen Order, but it just happens to also be a Star Wars game, which is like our favorite universe on the planet. Like, oh man, can't wait. Worth so the wait, man. That's my yes. number. That's my number two, Joe. Go ahead and tell me your number two. So number two for me. What else? Spider Man Two. Come on, um, dude. If you were to tell me again a few years ago that all these games that we're mentioning would be releasing in a single calendar year and a good chunk of them in the first five months of the year. Could you, Suicide Squad. could you imagine if like just if God of War Ragnarok got pushed to this year? Oh, like if no. what would the oh my god, it would it was like oh. it's the sequel to the best games of the last five years all coming out in one year like oh my god that would have been insane we get to do this again you're so right with god of war like but (laughs) spider-man 2 talk about everything that we just mentioned about why we love uh the star wars jedi franchise with fallen order and survivor we think the first spider-man game one of my top five favorite games ever miles morales a perfect sequel that john actually says is even better than the first game I love those games dearly. I've played them each 100% twice. So 100%ed Miles Morales twice, 100 of the original Spider-Man twice. That is a time sink. I don't yeah. do that, John. Same if I get here. 100% on a game one time, you're like, that's legendary for me. So to do that and spend that much time in that franchise with the way Insomniac 
crafted a basically i think the most perfect superhero experience since those arkham games like those are on the same level for me it just says so much and i think about how special that was and that game came out a month after daisy was born i got to play the heck out of it like it would have been a great game on its own but it was just such a special time spider-man 2 we're getting hopefully we we think maybe november holiday whatever that looks like there's no way this game isn't going to be awesome like and I am sure of it. There, okay, so we we just you just gushed about it. You said all the things that are like you know the things that we loved about it, the obvious stuff. Add to the fact that there's all these rumblings coming out of Sony that the executives that have seen this game are just blown away by how next level it is. Like the, people are trying to figure out what they're talking about because like what what could they do to make it so like to, to be blowing these executives away to be so excited for this game like the hype internally seems next level and just yeah absolutely piggyback on everything you said this is my number one on my list spider-man 2 man like i don't know if there's a more fun video game to me for my money than spider-man the insomniac spider-man games i i can't even tell you the amount of times i just boot up my playstation and i just swing around i don't i don't worry about a single crime i don't care this lady's getting mugged over here i don't, I don't give a shit i'm not here for that i'm here to swing around Bye. Bye. later <laughs> yeah I, I dude i literally just swing around i get to the the peak of a swing i change my suit i swing back down i hop into photo mode oh my god i have so much fun just being spider-man in that game and let's not mention the fact that the combat's absolutely insane the story is so much fun in both games, both very different stories with two awesome protagonists, and now we get to see them in the same game. We're talking like some of my my the maybe one of the most hyped games of all time coming up for me. Like we're gonna we're gonna build and build and build Spider Man Two, man. Like that's that's something I'm gonna I'm gonna be losing sleep over for the next uh, next eight to nine months here. I could not agree more, and you just added everything to how I felt on the flip side of this, like. This first half of the year, we're, we're getting all these releases. All of mine are in the first five months. And I'm going to do my 100% on Star Wars. I'm going to go through the other games. Hopefully Suicide Squad. And then I'm going to clear the palette. Because when Spider-Man drops, it doesn't matter what else is out. It doesn't. It's going to take a back seat to that game. And that's a game that I'm going to go all the way out. I'm going to hundred percent it. I'm going to probably play it again when they release it. Remastered it a few years. Like, Dude, let's on go steam deck. Like, Oh, that's another thing. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you work. I'm on my third playthrough of hundred, hundred percenting the, the main Spider-Man game. I'm playing on steam deck now. Like the fact that that's a thing. Oh boy. Yeah, man. Just very special. Like these are our, it's not even that these are all really big, awesome, projected AAA games. These are some of our favorite franchises ever, John. Like These are Spider-Man, direct sequels Star to some Wars. of our favorite games of all time. Yes. So not only Spider-Man and Star Wars, but Suicide Squad from right. the makers of my favorite game of all time, which is Batman Arkham City. And then you talk about the remakes on my list. You're talking about Starfield, which is an incredible uh, project from one of the biggest developers ever in the gaming world it's just what this a year. is awesome man Josiah. i can't wait to see what it looks like a year from now we're talking about oh. what last year's games were i hope none of this stuff gets delayed because i really do want to see what this what this year pans out to be but josiah i've got a question for you okay take your top three games mm-hmm. you've got one that ha- you can release it today one that gets delayed and one that gets canceled release one Delay one to next year. Cancel one. I 
Delayed to next year, you said? Yeah, yeah, it's delayed to next okay. year. I I could find a way to interchange Spider-Man and Star Wars on those first two categories. This is Today, real. This is happening right now. I want to play Star Wars. Star Wars? I love the idea of playing Spider-Man. It's it's a weird dynamic where it's so gripping and like you said the gameplay is amazing you could just swing around the story's incredible but i can play that game and kind of just relax i feel like and be like hey this is fun star wars i have to play it. like if it's star wars i i need it now you could talk me into spider-man as well suicide squad if that were canceled i could i could find a way to make peace with that i don't like it but i could <laughs> <laughs> okay so just so uh, what, what would you say to that same question that that's a great question um, it's, it's tough. Cause like, I'm just so tempted to just go the, the order that they're, you know, the, the order that I have them ranked for obvious reasons, like, you know, Spider-Man release it now, Jedi survivor, put it out, you know, delay it, but still come out and then cancel tears, the kingdom. But that just feels, I might, mm, dude. I might swap Jedi survivor and Spider-Man where I say, release, release star Wars. Now give me Jedi survivor now. Cause I care more about that story. And, like, mm-hmm. I want that sooner. Whereas, like, I'm more overall hype for Spider-Man as a project. I think that's going to have a bigger impact on me, possibly. Um, I think I want Spider-Man sooner. than uh, I want uh, Star Wars sooner than Spider-Man. So, yeah, give me give me Star Wars today. Delay Spider-Man to next year. I'm cool with that. And I guess we got yeah. I guess we got to cancel Tears of the Kingdom. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the, I can't believe you're saying that. The most hated person on the planet right now. I just canceled yeah. Zelda. Like me, I with the PR from the rumor from Suicide Squad, people would be like, "Yeah, Josiah, thank you." Stuff. But for you, they'd be like, "Kill him!" Yeah. Oh Dude, boy, yeah. I, it's funny because talking right now, like I want to go play Spider Man when we're done tonight. I, that and speaking, one hundred percent. Funny enough, I one hundred percented Jedi Fallen Order twice. I did no. it on Xbox and PlayStation, but heck yeah, um, yeah. Like I, I want to go play that now because I, I have the itch to maybe dive into Miles Morales. And there's well, something to be but, said about the fact that you, you know, based on this conversation, you can go play Spider Man right now. And Spider Man Two, in that sense, probably won't be that much different in terms of like you know changing the game. Like Star Wars is more of a, a narrative that I'm more excited for. Yes, the gameplay is fun. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to you know swing around a lightsaber, but I'm more excited to see like how that story unfolds and how it fits into the bigger star Wars. So like, that's the one that I need. Dude, right? Like respawn. They, they don't get enough credit for what they did with that game and Titanfall and apex. And I think about Titanfall exactly three. When? I want Titanfall three so bad. Um, but I'm happy to see that so they can work on a Star Wars game instead. So yeah, Jedi Survivor, I want to know what where does Kale go? What big players do we see? What revelations are there? Like there's some impactful stuff that I think is going to happen in this game in the greater Star Wars universe. You've got to one up here for Star Wars. You've got to one up the Vader moment. You you got to do it. You got to have another moment like that in the game. I need another Dude, that is- that is not the Rogue One Vader moment, but it's close. It's, it's in the conversation. Damn close. Those are the two, man. Those are like the two. Goosebumps. Like, yeah, for sure. For right sure. Now. It's just, yeah, man. So, our, all right. I'm happy our, our top two landed where they, they did. Fun that we had different um, bottom three, so to speak. Good stuff there. Uh, so, honorable mentions. I did list two. One is Zelda. I can't believe that it fell out of my top five, but I just couldn't. I was going to try to drop Resident Evil or Dead Space out of it, but I knew in my heart, like I was, I'm more excited for those games for different reasons. The other one that 
is a, another franchise that I really love is Alan Wake 2. So any other year you would have told me Alan Wake 2 is coming out, I would have been like, guaranteed top three. Well, I was wrong. Those games are definitely all ahead of it. It's I've got a question mark on my list because I don't know if it's coming out. Sam Lake of Remedy Entertainment CEO, he says, uh, he doesn't say that it was, but he kind of tweeted something implying that it is coming out in 2023. With the success of Control and the shared universe that they're trying to spawn with that, <clears throat> excuse me, the DLC that they brought Alan Wake into that universe in, I think there's going to be a lot of hype for this game. I think there's a lot of money behind it, which is great for that studio to do because Alan Wake almost felt like an indie game uh, back when it came out in 2010. But if you love narrative, if you like horror games of any type, that is the game for you. Go play the remastered version that came out on Series X about uh, a year and a half ago or your PS5. Uh, but yeah, Alan Wake 2. So that just one more game on, on top of the, the pile here. If there's one game on that list that I think might not come out this year, it would be that. But I think they've been working on it for a good long while. And Control is uh, four years old this this fall. So, yep. Alan Wake 2 is actually the game know. I have as my counterpick, so I'm I'm hoping it doesn't come out. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I, I'd be fine with that being delayed. I'm okay with game delays nowadays. You know, I think we're of the same mind. Usually it means more polish. It usually means they're fixing things. We're now, excited to play them. Joe, you've got invested interest because I, I got that counterpick, which is a lock for you. You can't drop it. So if that doesn't come out, <laughs> that's a zero for you, buddy. You know, I would sacrifice that if it meant that Alan Wake 2 is a better game in 2024. Sure, I take the hit on fantasy, but hey, we'll see what happens. Maybe it can come out and also be a really good game this year. Time will tell. We'll see. Wow. Dude, I'm out of breath for like gushing about these games. I'm so excited. My cheeks hurt from smiling. <laughs> same, same. Uh, if you tuned in to this episode, we want to hear what are your most anticipated games of 2023? Incredible games to choose from here. Looking at the Sabres game. What do we got? 4-3 right now? 4-3, seven minutes left. Terry. I don't like that at all. Power play for Buffalo. We'll see what happens. All right. We're going to uh, wrap this episode up. If you're tuning in live at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse or on Facebook or YouTube. In just a few moments, we're going to bring in the birthday boy himself, Tim Talbot. We're going to be talking about HBO's The Last of Us episode two. John, everyone can find you on social media at I am Disruptoid. Anything to, to plug for the Geekiverse. Uh, we've got some fun projects in the works here uh, in recording. We do. You just combined our two tags. You just gave me I am Disruptoid. Oh, no. I did. <laughs> uh, it, it only makes sense. with I, I had the wardrobe on the, on the brain with how we, you know. We, we coordinated we, that. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. We unofficially coordinate. So I, it is not I am Disruptoid. It is just Disruptoid. Just Disruptoid. It's going to be my new tag, actually. Perfect. I love it. Um, yeah. I mean, we're doing awesome stuff, man. Like, The Last of Us has been a blast. We're doing that every week. We're not missing a week with that one. Unless It's, it's going to have to be a dire week in terms of scheduling for us to miss one because we're we're having a blast with that show. We're recording episode two, like you said, right after this. Um, we're about to do a Mandalorian rewatch. Our, our good friend, the birthday boy, Tim Talbot, has never seen seasons one and two of Mandalorian. So our plan is to do rewatches and, uh, and, and get ready for season three of that. So fun stuff on the horizon fun stuff indeed john there's gonna be a few weeks where we overlap last of us and mandalorian season three i don't know if i can handle that i might have to you better get ready i might have to backlog one of them can't do it <laughs> excuse me i just panicked there for a second yeah uh, uh 
always, first I always cancel Zelda, now this. I can't believe you. First you cancel Zelda, then you backlog The Last of Us? Oh my gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> well, uh, like John said, we're going to be talking about The Last of Us here. Go again and check out last week's episode of Busy Sticks, our all-gaming podcast, where we talked about our 2022 games of the year. Join us if you are live in just a few minutes for that episode two chat for The Last of Us. Cannot wait to have that discussion. For John... I'm Josiah. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Busy Six. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.